Welcome back, listeners. Somehow we're already on episode 17 already, and the trade deadline is coming up. This season is going by crazy fast, and it's setting up for an awesome season with how close the Braves and Mets have been in the division this year. Both teams keep winning in different ways, and it's going to be fantastic matchups for the rest of the year. With that, let's jump into the worst trades the Braves have ever made. Just because the trade deadline is coming up, a lot of times I like to look at the best, so it's fun to also look at the worst. And so we're going to jump in and do that, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I did doing this research. So let's jump into it. Let's go. Alright, before we move further, don't forget to go on to Best of Bay. Uh, I've got it in previous show notes. You can find it on Twitter and wherever I have social media. Don't forget to vote for me and this show on Best of Bay. That would mean the world to me and it would help this show get out to more people that have not heard about it already. Also, if you could leave a five-star rating on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, that'd be great too. It's just It really helps me get the show out to people that haven't seen it yet and I just love being able to share my research with people. It's my way to give back to the baseball community for everything it's done for me. So just wanted to get the show further out there. It's doing great, by the way. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for growing with me. But anyways, let's jump into the show. We're going to talk about the worst trades in Braves history. Of course, if we were to do every single trade the Braves have ever made and rank them from best to worst or worst to best, or however you want to do it. That would take hours and hours and hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm really just going to pick out some of the worst, the ones that I believe are the worst trades in franchise history. Although there has to be some caveats here. I'm just going to do the ones that are the Atlanta Braves, okay? I'm not going to go way back into, like, way back, because that would be really difficult and really long to do. Now, maybe we may do that in the future. That would be a fun one, but we're going to stick with the Atlanta Braves this time. Also, remember that these are trades. These are not the worst contracts in Braves history. So you're not going to see things like the Braves signing B.J. Upton or, or things like that. Okay, it's strictly trades. And I will include trades that happen in the offseason as well, not just the trade deadline. Although the trade deadline is coming up, Let's look at all the trades. Trades at the deadline and the offseason. It'll just make it more fun because, let me tell you, some of the ones they made in the offseason were crazy bad. Uh, Not to say that the Braves have not made good trades because, obviously, they have. Trades are a large part of why the Braves won the World Series last year. So uh, this is not to sit back and trash the history of the Braves. It's just fun to look back and see, man, I cannot believe that the Braves made that trade. And there are some that, were hailed as great trades when they happened, ended up not being great trades, and vice versa. So let's take a look, let's go back, and let's look at some of the worst trades. One thing I do want to do and point out is one of the ways I'm going to determine this is strictly not by opinion, but by pure math. So the easiest way to do this is to look and see how much value the guys brought back gave and how much value 
did the Braves give away? So, for example, if the Braves made a trade and ended up gaining, you know, we're going to use the mathematics of wins above replacement just because that's the easiest way to look at wins, right? So let's say the Braves got a trade and they gave up players that ended up giving the other team 10 wins above replacement over their contracts that were still left, and then the Braves ended up only getting three wins above replacement. Well, the Braves lost that trade because they went negative seven wins above replacement over that trade. Now, there would be chances that this trade did end up helping the Braves in a short period of time, but overall, we're going to look at the worst trades. And I'll give you an example right off the bat. The Braves did trade for Kenny Lofton, who had a fantastic season that that year, but he only played for them that year. And he acquired five wins of a replacement, but overall, the Braves lost that trade. And we'll dig into that one more often. I just wanted to give you kind of an example of how we're going to do this. All right, since I already mentioned that Kenny Lofton trade, let's go ahead and talk about that one since it's fresh on the mind. This trade happened in 1997. Okay, so the Braves got Kenny Lofton and Alan Embre from the Cleveland Indians, Indians at the time, for Marquise Grissom and David Justice. Now, this seemed to be a trade that the Braves were trying to save money to be able to pay their big pitchers, Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox. Made sense. You know, it, it stinks seeing guys go, but that's just the thing with baseball is teams only have a certain amount of of money that they're able to spend. And so you see hard decisions made, and this was one of them. And because of this, it did not end up well for the Braves. Now, like I said, Kenny Lofton had a fantastic season. Now, if we're doing the math properly, Marquise Grissom only played one season for the Indians because they ended up trading him. So that does help it to where the trade wasn't quite as bad for the Braves, even though technically the Braves would have still had him and helped him. So I'm not going to count that, right? But David Justice, in his four years with the Indians, had 10.9 wins above replacement. And Marquise Grissom, in his one year with the Indians, had 1.9. But that doesn't even include the time that was still left on his contract. While all the Braves got was the five war from Kenny Lofton for one year, even though it was a fantastic year and 0.6 wins above replacement from Alan Embry, right? So that's already a negative 7.2 wins above replacement, negative. The Braves got out of that trade, and if they would have kept Marquise Grissom, he even had more time left on his contract that the, the Indians didn't even capitalize because they traded him. So it's really crazy, like, thinking about, yeah, the Braves got Kenny Lofton, who batted an insane 333, 409, 428, and brought his excellent defense, but it was only for one year. And yeah, the Braves, you know, were able to sign Tom Glavin, and uh, they were able to do their extensions that they needed to do, but ultimately, the Braves lost that trade. Even though back then, it, it was sad to see them go, but it made total sense in the moment. One trade that maybe younger fans even my age or younger probably don't even remember because i'm going to be honest with you 
I forgot this happened. I'd heard about it years ago, but I truly forgot it happened. And this one was huge. A big miscue for the Braves. In 1969, the Braves traded Joe Torre to the St. Louis Cardinals for Orlando Cepeda. Nowadays, this trade probably wouldn't happen just because we know how important defense is, right? But check this out. You know, both of these players, great players for Major League Baseball. In fact, Cepeda, we talked about him in the past episode with our first baseman. But look at these numbers, okay? Cepeda was a former All-Star, so cool. It was a blockbuster trade. The Braves probably felt okay getting him. But he only played two good years for the Braves before they ended up trading him in 1971. Well, after 1971 and in June of 1972 because he, he kept getting injured. And he only accrued 3.2 wins per replacement in his first good year and then 3.8 in his second good year. So that's 7.9 total wins of a replacement in four total seasons in Atlanta. While Joe Torre went on to be a perennial all-star for the Cardinals and had 22.5 wins of a replacement. Yep, 22.5. So that is a negative 14.6 wins of a replacement for the Braves. Negative 14.6 in four seasons. Massive loss for the Braves in that trade. It'll definitely go down as one of the worst for a really long time. All right, this trade is going to be one where we're going to use the caveat that we don't look at anything outside of the trade itself. Yep, the Anderton-Simmons trade. Because the Braves probably would not have traded for Dansby Swanson had they still had Anderton-Simmons, right? And Dansby Swanson is having the year of his life right now. Although... He still, even though he's great defensively this year, has never been to the same level as Angleton Simmons. And back in the day, this trade probably would not have looked been looked at as hurting as bad as it does now because we know a lot more about defense. So the trade itself, the infamous trade, happened in 2015. The Braves traded Angleton Simmons and a minor league catcher, who's Jose Bracano. You might not have heard of him, but... It was to Los Angeles Angels, we do know that. And the Angels, Burkino is a backup catcher for them now. And he ha or has been, was in the past and has actually provided some value to them. Whereas for the Braves, they got Eric Abar, who had a terrible season of negative 0.1 wins above replacement. Chris Ellis, who was a minor league pitcher, who never pitched for the Braves and got traded to the Cardinals later for the Jamie Garcia trade. And then... Of course, Sean Newcomb. I was a big fan of Sean Newcomb coming up. I was super excited for him. Not enough to be excited that the Braves got rid of arguably the best defensive shortstop in our generation. But, because you know I'm a big def defense guy. But Sean Newcomb, I was excited about. He had a really good curveball. He seemed to have a lot going for him. But, this trade did not end well for the Braves. Like I said, the Braves got... Negative 0.1 wins above replacement in only 97 games from Eric Abar. And they ended up getting 3.8 wins above replacement from Sean Newcomb before. Now, you know, he's no longer on the team. Burkino has 
0.5 wins by replacement for the Angels, so not that big of a deal. But Anderson Simmons, with his time with the Angels, put up 20.9 wins by replacement. Of course, a lot of that was defense. We know that. But still, that was a ton of value added to that team that the Braves lost out on. That's a negative 17.5 wins of replacement, if I did my math right, which I normally do. The one controversial trade I'm going to talk about, and I'll tell you why, is the one that everyone likes to bring up on social media. It's the one that the Braves traded away Adam Wainwright. Okay, And yes, the Braves did lose that trade by quite a bit. I mean, let's talk about the trade for a sec. It was back in 2013. The Braves traded Ray King, who as a Braves fan, to be honest with you, was happy to see go. Uh, Ray King provided value, but man, he he threw wild pitches all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. In key situations. But uh, they also traded Jason Marquise and Adam Wainwright. For J.D. Drew and Eli Marrero. To be fair, J.D. Drew had the best season of his career. Right? I mean, it it was not even close. He had the best season of his career. With 8.3 wins above replacement in a single season. I went to games that year. really enjoyed watching J.D. Drew play for the Braves. I was a big fan of J.D. Drew. Marrero was also a really good super utility guy at 2.3 wins of a replacement that year as well. So for that one year, the Braves seemed to have turned out really well. They got a ton of wins above replacement out of the two main guys they were trying to get. But what comes to bite them is that, you know, Ray King didn't offer much value to the Cardinals. He offered 1.9 wins of a replacement over his time in the Cardinals that was under that contract. I mean, that's still decent for a, a relief pitcher, but it's not a huge amount of value added, right? The big thing was Adam Wainwright, and we know that. The one issue I have, or the one qualm I have with that, is a lot of sites or social media, they'll say, oh, look at Adam Wainwright. Look at the awesome career he has had. You know, like right now, I believe he has had over 40 five wins above replacement 46.8 wins above replacement in his career you know he's had a solid career you know he's had mvp votes Cy young votes he's had a silver slugger you know he's been multiple all-star gold glove all that stuff well the thing is is you can only count the years if you're doing a true mathematical equation of if a team lost or won a trade is you can only count the years that would have been guaranteed for the Braves. There's no guarantee that Adam Wainwright would have signed an extension with the Braves. He was only under team control through 2010. Well, 2011, but he didn't play in 2011. So he was only under control through that amount of time. Anything after that, you can't count with certainty because there's no guarantee he would have extended with the Braves. We don't know that. By that same logic... All these other trades, the wins of a replacement difference would have been completely different too because you're making assumptions that players would have extended with the Braves. Um, The only thing that's different is that we know that they didn't. Well, there's no guarantee that Adam Wainwright would have extended with the Braves. So really, you can't count the 46.8 wins of a replacement against the Braves. You can only count the time that he was with the Braves, which was while he was with the Braves, it equaled 
18.6 wins above replacement that he would have gotten for the Braves had he had pitched the same way. So really, this trade comes out as a negative 15.1 for the for the Atlanta Braves. Bad, yes, but not nearly as bad as some social media or sites would have you believe because there's no guarantee that Adam Wainwright would have extended with the Braves. However, still one of the worst trades the Braves have ever made. Just not nearly as bad as a lot of people like to say it was. In the same vein as that trade, another infamous trade is the Dusty Baker trade you've probably heard about. So this one is a little bit different too because they, you know, he posted 20 wins of a replacement for the Dodgers over eight years. Well, there's no guarantee that he would have stayed with the Braves. In fact, he wanted a trade out. So there's no way that the Braves would have extended him past his team control. So all 20 wins by replacement for that trade would not count against the Braves because he wouldn't have given them 20 wins by replacement. But let's look at that trade. The trade was in 1975. The Braves gave up Dusty Baker and Ed Goodson to Los Angeles for Lee Lacey, Tom Passiorek, Jerry Royster, and Jimmy Wynn. It looked like the Braves were trying to get more versatile, tried to fill some holes. Um, it wasn't like Dusty Baker was a perennial all-star at that point. He had averaged 118 OPS plus over four-year period, right? So he was solid, but it wasn't like they were giving up Mike Trout or anything like that. But he still was very solid. Um, the thing that hurt the Braves is that, like, we said earlier he kind of went on a tear once he left Atlanta and went out to LA. Also should say a four-year period as in like four-year period of him as a starter for the Braves with 118 OPS plus. He was in a Braves uniform for longer than that. He just, uh, that was when he was a starter. So really if you count the 20 war that Dusty Baker had it would have been considered one of the worst trades for the Braves. But in actuality he only the Braves really only lost out on a confirmed like guaranteed 3.3 wins above replacement. So the Braves net loss for that trade was actually only every player involved, which would take forever to explain. But all those players, only net loss was negative 2.6 wins above replacement. I know. So really, this isn't one of the worst trades of all time. I just want to bring it up because it is an infamous trade based on people talking about how well Dusty Baker did once he left, but there's no guarantee he would have stayed. In fact, it's more likely that he would not have stayed because he wanted a trade out. All right, with that, let's take a break and look at more trades that happened closer to the actual trade deadline. These were mostly ones that happened in the offseason. All right, so before we move on, let's talk about the best Braves group on Facebook, the Atlanta Braves Dugout. That's where everything started. It's where this podcast spawned from. It's got great moderators and great admin team that really allow you to talk your opinion on the Braves without feeling like you have to be positive all the time, without feeling like you need to be negative all the time. You can have true debates about the Braves. You can learn about the Braves, and you can get to meet 8,000-plus great fans of the game that you can just talk about the Braves. They have game threads every week that while you're watching the game, you can talk the game with people, and you have active ad admins and mods who really mod the group to make sure that it's run 
like a well-oiled machine. So if you have not checked out the Atlanta Braves dugout group on Facebook, this is me letting you know you should do it. Do it today. Go on your Facebook, join the group, and let's talk some Braves baseball. All right, welcome back from break. While on break, I was thinking about another trade that people keep talking about. That can we please stop talking about being a bad trade for the Braves? It's when the Braves traded Charlie Morton. People keep talking. Oh well, this was in. Uh, this one is did happen at the deadline. Well, I won't say it was deadline, but it was during the middle of the season, June third, two thousand nine. Right. So when the Braves traded Gorkis Hernandez, Jeff Locke, and Charlie Morton for Nate McLeod. Yes, Nate McLeod did not work out, but it's not like the Braves really gave up anything. Charlie Morton was not good until he started pitching for the Houston Astros in 2017. The Braves would have only got him through the 2013 season, which he would have accumulated a total of 0.5 war. And Jeff Locke and Gorkas Hernandez actually canceled each other out with exactly zero wins above replacement. Nate McClough had negative 0.6 wins above replacement. So the Braves lost the trade by negative 1.1 wins above replacement over the lifetime of those deals. Not that huge of a loss. It's not, definitely does not fall under one of the worst trades ever. Now comes one of the most infamous trades at the deadline for sure. It's the Mark Texera trade that the Braves gave up. Elvis Andrus, Neftali Feliz, Matt Harrison, Jared Saltamakia to the Rangers and got Ron Mahay and Mark Texera. We know right off the bat, we don't have to look that far to know that this is a bad trade just for the fact that not, it only puts salt in the wound that the Braves traded Mark Texera the next deadline for Casey Kotsman. The biggest issue is that the Braves are making a big splash move for a top-of-the-line bat for in a season that they really didn't have a chance of winning the World Series anyways, so it was really odd that they made this trade. And they gave up a lot to get a guy that was not going to put them over the edge to win the division or the World Series. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time. The roster built around him was good, but it wasn't great. So it just wasn't a good trade to begin with. But let's look at what the difference was. This one is bad. Remember, we can only count when... Elvis Andrus and people like that would have been under contract for their initial team control because there's no guarantee that the Braves would have extended Andrus like the Rangers did. So you cannot include all of that. Okay, you really can't. It's not fair. However, Andrus played like a freaking all-star for the time that he was with Texas that he would have been with the Braves. Okay, check this out. And again, this is the contracts that they would have been playing for the Braves had they not traded them. Andrus had 17 wins above replacement. Feliz had 8.7. Harrison had 9.2. And Saltamachia had 0.5. That's a total of 35.4 wins above replacement that could have been had by the Braves that they traded away for Mahay and Texera. Tex Mahay had 0.8 wins above replacement during his time for the Braves. And Mark Texera had 6.1. So that's a total of... 6.9 wins by replacement the Braves got out of that trade. So their total net loss is 28.5 wins above replacement. 
and that's not even including could the Braves had extended Elvis Andrus during that time, which obviously could not have happened. This is single-handedly the worst trade the Braves have ever made, not only with the initial amount that they lost, but the fact that they didn't even get the full value of what was left on Mark Texera's contract because he was traded away at the following deadline, not to mention there was no reason for this trade in the first place, so the Braves could have had a solid core of the guys they traded away for years to come for about a season worth of Mark Texera, which got, sure, he had MVP-level numbers during that time, but it was not worth it at all. All right, for the folks that are a little bit maybe in the older generation that remember some of the Braves legends from the 70s and 80s, this trade sticks in their mind as one that really hurts. Okay, however, I will say it is not the worst trade of all time. The one I just mentioned was as far as pure, pure mathematical standpoint. But in 1983, the Braves traded a player to, players to be named later in cash to the Indians, who were the Indians at the time, and they received Lynn Barker. The Braves ended up sending as those players to be named later, being Brett Butler, who we knew was a fantastic player, Brooke Jacoby, who was also really good, and Rick Behenna. That stings knowing that the Braves gave up Brett Butler for basically nothing. However, mathematically, it's the second worst trade they've made. And this is how it lines up, okay? So during the time that they these players would have been with the Braves, remember, that's how you have to look at it. When they would have been with the Braves, there's no guarantee the Braves could have extended them or would have extended them, right? So Brett Butler, 17.2 wins above replacement. Behenna, negative 0.4. Jacoby, 8.8 wins above replacement. So that's a grand total of 25.6 wins above replacement that they gave away as players to be named later. For Barker, who had 0.7. Yes, very terrible trade. No doubt about it. They gave away 25.6 wins above replacement as players to be named later. That is unheard of. Probably the worst players to be named later to give up of all time. I can't speak for every player to be named later. That would take years of research, but definitely for the Braves. So the Braves ended up having a net loss of 24.9 wins above replacement. It rivals the Texera trade, but it's not quite as bad. But that trade by far is one of the worst trades in Braves history and easily the, the worst players to be named later that they have given up. Another one of the worst trades, which... It's probably fresh in all of our minds. I mean, surely it is. Is the one that happened in 2015, which was when the Braves traded Alex Wood, Bronson Arroyo, Luis Avalon, Jim Johnson, and Jose Peraza to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Zach Bird, Paco Rodriguez, and Hector Oliveira. We all know what happened with Hector Oliveira. Basically got nothing out of him. And to be fair, Bronson Arroyo never played for the Braves either. It was simply a salary dump because his career was over. But needless to say, this was a bad trade, mostly because of Alex Wood and Jim Johnson. Paco Rodriguez never played a single game for the Braves. Zach Bird didn't either. And then Hector Oliveira did play 30 games, but had negative 0 0.5 four wins above replacement, and then we know all the legal issues that came along with it to a point to where the Braves couldn't even use him 
at that point. And if we're being truly honest here, the trade itself did not end up being terrible, but it just the thing that made it bad was that the Braves gave up a starting pitcher and relief pitcher and stuff they really could have used for literally nothing. But if we do the math, though, it's actually not quite as bad as you would think. Like I said, Oliveira had negative 0.4. But Jim Johnson had the worst year of his career for the Dodgers. Coming off of a 1.6 wins above replacement season for the Braves, he had a negative 1.6 season for the Dodgers. And that was the only year left on his contract. Luis Avalon would go along and have a 0.7 wins above replacement for what was left of his contract. And Jose Peraza had zero wins above replacement for the Dodgers. However, the Dodgers only traded him right afterwards to the Cincinnati Reds pretty much. He only played, what was it, six games, seven games for the Dodgers before he got traded to the Reds where he had 0.7 wins above replacement. And Alex Wood, for the rest of his contract that he would have been on the Braves, had 5.2 wins above replacement. So ultimately... The Braves came out of that trade with a negative 5.4 net loss of wins above replacement. Now, again, we saw other trades that were much, much worse. This one was more of like an emotional loss more than anything else. Just seeing Alex Wood go over to the Dodgers and do well. Luis Avalon do well for the Dodgers. But ultimately, it's not quite as bad as, as as we remember, but it still is one of the worst trades recently. And after that, those really were the worst trades in Braves history. I mean, there's one-offs here and there, but nothing really that sticks out more than the ones I listed in this episode. And if you really think about it, that wasn't very many trades. Now, some of the trades have massive impacts for years to to come, especially the Elvis Andrus and things like that. I mean, that one had domino effects for years. But it is kind of crazy that over this long, long franchise that there were not more trades that went horribly wrong if we're being glass half full here. It really is interesting to go back and look at these trades and see the domino effects that they would have and things like that. But ultimately, the biggest takeaway I got when researching this was, you know, to be honest, the Braves front office has done a pretty good job of not making absolutely terrible trades like some other franchises have. And so that's one of the reasons why recently the Braves have been so successful. They haven't gone out of their way to trade for people that don't make sense. And of course, in today's with today's technology and being able to evaluate players like they can now with analytics teams and things like that, you don't see as many mistakes as you used to. We can see players' numbers and not just base trades on names like it used to happen. Uh, don't get overexcited about prospects because you can see you know, how they're going to develop. I mean, no one has a crystal ball, but you, you know you can make educated mathematical guesses on how well they're going to do, which is one of the reasons why the Braves just traded Drew Waters to the Kansas City Royals. But that's a story for a different day. But with that, hopefully, after you listen to this, the Braves have won a few games against the New York Mets. If not, they're going to be a few games behind, but they got the Nationals coming up. All right, that's this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget you can find the show on Facebook, the page, or the group. 
You can find the show on Twitter at Braves Dugout Pod or my personal Twitter at SP Sports. For business inquiries for the show, you can find the show at Braves Dugout at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe and five stars wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Good Pods is a good app I like to use. I'm verified there. And don't forget to vote for Best of Bay. You can find that in the show notes. Please continue to vote for me. Thank you so much for doing that, which you can continue to do daily. Here's to hoping the Braves can catch those Mets and that this will be a fun trade deadline for the Braves. With that, as always, go Braves.